Welcome back, everybody. We told you what it was, and this is what it's going to be. Let's talk about this college football championship weekend. Great games, great implications, okay? We'll start right there. Got a little double D award in there for you, and then you know you want that preview on the NFL, number 13. <laughs> Dallas played, but everybody know. We'll talk about them as well. We have to. <laughs> Listen, college football championship Saturday weekend, however you want to put it, Friday, Saturday, make it all week long. Listen, we got Washington, number three, Washington, number five, Oregon, okay? This was a great game. This was a close game, okay? Washington, 34, Oregon, 31, number three, beat number five. Just go ahead and rip it up. Tell me what you think, what, what it going to be. Uh, Washington just punched their ticket to the college football playoff, and I think Michael Penix Jr. definitely solidified himself as at least the runner-up. If anybody beats him in the Heisman, it would be Jaden Daniels at this point. I don't think anybody else has the the resume as well as the production on the field, as far as winning games stats wise, getting the team to the like he's a champion. He won this close game. He went out there balled out. Um, great game from them, man. And like I said, they punched their ticket to the college football playoff. Now they're just waiting to see where the rest of these dominoes fall. I got you. So listen. So all right. So because because you mentioned it. So Jaden Daniels, which is on a, a losing LSU team, is it, you feel is going to win the Heisman? You you feel that way? Because I do know during this whole entire game, a uh, man, Penix Jr. Man, he went from. Uh, 25, uh, 13, uh, 1600, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I mean, he went up and down just depending on what his play was during the game. Yeah. But he's still going to be taking uh, uh, a runner-up to a, a team with J- – I'm not taking nothing from Jaden Daniels. I'm not taking nothing from him. But he's going to be running up to a person with a losing team and record. Yeah. Um. I think just looking at it, uh, the last person who won the Heisman on a team with more than three losses was that Lamar Jackson season. Okay. And what Jaden Daniels done this year is eerily comparable to that. And from that standpoint, I think he's done enough to win that Heisman. Um, scoring eight touchdowns in the game, putting up 800 yards in the game, things like that that you just don't see. Doing it with his arm and his feet. And it's just, I wouldn't, you know, a lot I was saying, I don't see how you give it to him. I wouldn't be mad if this year they decided to give that man the Heisman. Okay. Because he was the the Best player in football this year. Mm-hmm. You couldn't expect anybody else to do what he did. Right. And I think that's going to get him that trophy this year. Well, that, well, that's cool because, like I said, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him at all, man. It just I was just kind of uh, curious on how that kind of went because he has played great. He he has played very very good. And uh, just a little sneak peek preview and everything. How far how low you think he's going to drop in the draft, man? As far as Jaden Daniels, how how far you think he's going to drop in the, in the draft? Uh, or is somebody going to take it, just go ahead and just hit a side swipe somebody, and they're just going to uh, get them early? I honestly think he's a first-round talent. Okay. Just because of what he can do. Um, right now, I think he's quarterback three. In my eyes, I think he's quarterback three coming off of the boards uh, right after Drake May. It's just who wants to take that chance on – he was in a college-friendly offense. Right. Who wants to take that chance of if he can make that leap to making pro reads mm-hmm. and things like that? Um, but still, if you need a quarterback and you're in that mid to late first round, I think he's a great value at that pick. Absolutely, 100%. All right, we got Alabama and Georgia. They're at halftime right now. Okay, listen, uh, Alabama has 17 
Number eight, Alabama is beating number one, Georgia, right now, 17 to seven, man. Now, with these implications, it could go either way, but I need your thought process because if Al- I feel if Alabama, <laughs> if Alabama wins this game, I don't, I do see them getting in and jumping to uh, over over Georgia and just taking the number one spot because that's just how it works. Oh uh, no, nah, this is I, I called it. I told you Alabama was going to win this game. I, now I feel even more comfortable about my statement last episode that Alabama would win this game. Right. Um. Georgia's staple is defense. Defense don't help you too much when you're down already. Right. They're one of those guys who don't like to play behind. They love for you to try to play keep up. This, they don't have that offense to where I'm confident in them fighting back. Alabama's defense isn't to be slept on either. So, and with that being said, <laughs> I do think Alabama makes the playoffs, but I think it's at a three or four seed. Okay. I think Michigan beats Iowa later on tonight. Mm-hmm. Washington has already punched their ticket, so I think they come in at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State is still like they are still able to be upset tonight mm-hmm. just because of the Jordan Travis, and I know how important he was to that team. Um, losing him and now having a backup who hasn't taken many snaps. Um, I Right now, I'll say they still win that game. Okay. And just off of that, go in at four. I mean, yeah, at four and Alabama at three. So it would be Michigan, Washington, Alabama, Florida State. And that just sucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause so we, we don't forgot about Ohio State. So Georgia's out of it. Georgia's Ohio out State of, out of it. Right. Texas, who beat Alabama early on, who just won their Big 12 Conference Championship, out of it. Exactly. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. I guess so, because man. It's going to be hard for me, even... Even we know Florida State <laughs> has lost their quarterback and all that. But how do you tell me that they won their championship and y'all go kick me for a team who just lost this? Right. Like it just, and that's just the situation of it. Um, I know the committee is hoping Florida State loses tonight. Uh huh. They're hoping Florida State loses tonight so they can get a Georgia and Alabama in the or find a reason to put Alabama, Ohio State in that. Something like that. Right. <laughs> but they're hoping Florida State loses. The first part of the puzzle is falling perfect. <laughs> They wanted Alabama to win this game. Uh-huh. They needed Alabama to win this game. Uh-huh. And that happened perfect. Right. Yeah. They still need Florida State to lose later on tonight. Okay. I love it, baby. I love it. D- Double D podcast, baby. Doubled off script. You heard it. You know what it is. We love it. Hey, so we got to see how this thing play out. You feel me, baby? We're going to see exactly and make it do what it do, and then we're going to report on it. Okay. Listen, uh, they got the Hawaii Bowl game. It's already locked up, baby. Coastal Carolina is playing San Jose, San Jose State. Just to, just throw out a number. Coastal Carolina versus San Jose Jose State, Hawaii Bowl. Well, who gonna win that one? Uh, Coastal Carolina. I do like Grayson McCall, the quarterback out there. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let's go 28-17. Okay, that's a nice little bowl game. You feel me on it? <laughs> yeah, you know we're gonna get back to that when them numbers start popping, okay? Listen, you know what it is. Your favorite part of the show. The dynamic duo Award, okay, the Dynamic Duo Award. 
Guess what? Guess who was going to? Uh, listen, I, I just want to. I just want to. I just kind of want to start it off this way. Can, can we start it off this way? Who you think? Just who you think is going to? Just do you have any kind of idea? It's I, I just put it to you like this. No, I can't because that'll give it all away. Who you think is going to? The dynamic duo, the DDA dynamic duo award of the week. I really don't have a clue. I know you don't, baby, because I'm not that predictable. Listen, Dynamic Duo, okay, award of the week goes to CMC, Christian McCaffrey, and his offensive line. Listen, this man got 193 carries on the season, 939 yards, 61 yards away from 1,000, 11 touchdowns in the season, the most in the franchise on a single season, but anybody who's playing right there during that time period, averaging about five yards a carry. Okay, but listen, do, do listen. I know you how good you are in sports. I'm gonna leave one name out. How familiar are these names? Jake Brindle, Aaron Banks, Spencer Bruford, John Fasciano, Matt Pryor, Corey Luciano, Evan Manning. Don't nobody know who that is. But CMC do. It's the offensive line, baby. Uh, the yeah. offensive line for the. Now, if I say this, Trent Williams. Uh, yeah. Okay, we. Yeah, 49ers. Now, you can't tell me that they don't deserve a dynamic duo, baby. Because if the holes ain't there, what are you going to run through? Yeah, that's a good one. It <laughs> looks like the best weapon in the league so far. Absolutely, man. And you know, we're going to get to that game later. And you know the one I'm talking about. Them 49ers and them Eagles, okay? The most discussed game around. But before we do all of that, congratulations on that Dynamic Duo Award, CMC, okay? And also the offensive line for the 49ers. Now let's jump right here. Week 13 started off with the Seattle Seahawks at Dallas, them Cowboys. This game was way closer than probably what they wanted it to be, what they needed it to be, or anything. Cowboys 41, Seahawks 35. Nobody's seen this coming. You need to tell me about this game, man, because when you look at this thing, Seattle went into halftime with a one-point lead. Uh, just, like I said, great game. Like you said, this was a great game, good game. Um, the Seahawks played up to the level of the competition. They played up to it. They uh, answered the call. They still believe in themselves um, that they can get the job done. I just don't know how much I believe that they can get the job done. Who that? Is that Dallas? Uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little, is true. And that's they're a dangerous team to play because they do believe they're going to push you to your best in every single game. Um, they had a showing from DK Metcalf who just went bonkers. Like, Throwing sign language out on the field. He just, oh, yeah, he said he learned to do that so he doesn't get fined. <laughs> this is not, okay. It must have been a shout-out to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he said he he does, he learned sign language so he could talk junk and not get fined. <laughs> the, the celebration he did today, I mean, uh, in the game, interprets to standing on business. Right. I seen so, that. <laughs> I seen that, man. He's... Uh, and that's exactly what he did Thursday. He, kept, <laughs> he single-handedly really kept them guys in the game. Right. Burning Deron Bland, who's everybody's been talking about the pick six monster, in which he got one this game, I believe, or just an interception. He's a, he's a great corner. Don't get me wrong. He just went up against a monster of a receiver that game. Um, but kudos to Dallas. They did answer every punch thrown at him. Kept playing deck again. I'll say it. He is playing at an MVP level right now. 
as much hate as I do give them, I will show love to when it's deserved, when it's earned. Um, and them guys have, they did what everybody was asking them to do and beat a 500 team. So there, there it goes. They, right, exactly. And that's kind of the way I was going with it. Because I know Geno Smith, he's not 100% healthy right now. But he did he did uh, match uh, that, that uh, Prescott's numbers pretty much almost number for number, man. Uh, Geno had 23 for 41, 334 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Dak Prescott was 29 for 41, 229 yards, and three touchdowns, okay? So it, 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 you took you had some some decent quarterback play there. And like you said, uh, a DK Metcalf went bananas with six receptions, 134 yards, and three touchdowns, man. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, – and then that's the thing. You can't turn over the ball when your defense isn't forcing it. Right. And in a one-possession game like this, that could have been the one possession that changed it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. CD Lamb and everything, you know, he took it, I guess, it is what it is on that side or whatever. He was like, hey, I, I need my catches, please. Can I please get my catches and everything? Because I, I am a, a, a WR1. <laughs> I mean, the numbers this game was there. He had the 12 catches for 116 and a touchdown. After the day we told DK, I'm just trying to keep up, man. Right. Which is, uh, that's what, he's not in that echelon of, Receivers, as I think of, like, DK. Like, I don't see CD having these type of games, these game-breaker games. But he is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's that wide receiver one he thinks he is. Right. And the thing about it is, when you think about it, man, I'm going to tell you, this is just how it's going to be. And we're going to talk about this the remainder of the season. It's thinking, I really don't care what the Cowboys do until they get into the playoffs. Because at the beginning of every season, they're in the Super Bowl anyway. So we, it don't matter. We, should, we shouldn't even start counting games as far as what the what the uh, Dallas Cowboys do until they get into the playoffs. You understand what I mean? That's because the they Cowboys got a weak division. And when they get in there, they, they usually end up you know winning their division because of the what, what you know, where they at. But uh, listen, I want to see what the Cowboys do when the games matter, man, and everything. Okay? Because what, I'm talking, you know, you got Jerry Jones, you know, he, he has his input with the media and how he feel about it and that's fine. That Prescott, like you said, you can't take nothing away from him right now because he's winning games, but it don't matter, man, until you get to the playoffs. And that's their criticism. That's where most of the criticism comes with the Cowboys is they just haven't found ways to win big games mm-hmm. since those couple Super Bowls in the 90s. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to continue on, baby, and everything, okay? Because in week 13, we got 13 games with 13 matchups. So, let's talk it, and this is where we're going to sit here and start with it. And I want to know exactly how you feel about it. How you feel about the Colts, man, and the Titans and that matchup right there? You got Derrick Henry. He just balling out of control as far as that's concerned. But then you got Gardner Minshew just been keeping the Colts afloat. All right, he's been keeping the Colts afloat. Then you got uh, Will Levis and you got Derrick Henry. Uh, D Hops uh, kind of got a little bit of a rejuvenation that's going on with himself. But what you think about the Colts and the Titans matchup? Um, I just think the Colts are a better team right now. Mm-hmm. The Titans have a little bit of a quarterback situation they're trying to figure out. Right. I still don't think Will Levis is the answer there. Um, and I think the Colts defense is still formidable. Uh. It'll be a close game, a low scoring one, I believe. Seventeen to ten, Colts. I think will win that one. 
Okay, well, that makes sense to me. So if 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 that's if that's the case, right? Seventeen uh, ten on on the Colts. Uh, that will still keep it. It's still going to keep them afloat, man. You still got Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they'd be at seven and five if they win this game. You know the Titans are already out of it. So uh, do do you think that um they're going to really kind of make some things happen, seeing that they don't have a uh, Anthony Richardson uh, right now? Yeah, because Gardner Minshew, he's been in the league for a couple of years, been around for a couple – he's been to a couple of different situations. Um, and he's he's a – he was a decent – he's a decent backup quarterback. He's he's an above-average backup quarterback who can go in and win you some games. Uh, so that's what – I think that's the difference maker there. They have somebody like Minshew who can come in and also have a Jonathan Taylor, an established run game. That's cool, and, I, and, and so this is my prediction on it. I'm going the other way. I got the Titans winning this game. I got Derrick Henry going slap crazy. D-Hop with two touchdowns in the Colts. The only thing, that, the only person that you're going to notice on the field is Jonathan Taylor, and then their defense is going to lock him up. The Titans will win this game, okay, 21-10. to 10. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Think about it, okay? Think about it. Love it. Next game we got coming up is this right here. We got the Falcons and the Jets. We already know (laughs) the circus that exists with the Jets, okay? But you got Desmond Ritter. You got a very weak NFC South, okay, because everybody reeling in that. But if the Falcons win this game, they can be six and six, or uh, even five hundred, and close to the top of that division. Who you got winning this game? The Falcons at the Jets. I got Falcons winning this game. Just I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Jets. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it ain't ball, and it might not be Zach Wilson. It, it don't matter who 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 it is and everything. Solid who they running? Yeah, who they? Solomite uh, dress up and go out there. I know, right? Right. Yeah, put the head coach out there as quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'll give it to the Falcons uh 2014. 2014. Okay. And uh, listen, uh, with, with that being said, uh, what you got uh, Bijan Robinson doing, baby? 100 uh, yard game? Not a total yards, not rushing, but between rushing and receiving, I think he goes over 100. I think it's more like 60 50. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, that's cool then. And listen, when, when I when I think about this and everything, when I think about this, and, and it could seem like it's a trend that's going on right now, but this is what I'm saying about this one. I think the Jets will win this game, and I think it's going to be an ugly game too because the Jets still got a defense, okay? They got a defense. You still got Sauce Gardner back there. If Desmond Ritter's playing, he will throw you an interception or two, all right? So I have the Jets winning this game on an ugly one. 13-10. Let's keep it rolling, baby. I I love when we do this, man. It brings excitement. Now, you got the Saints, and you got the pretender contenders, Detroit Lions. They're 8-3 right now against the Saints. So we know that the Saints are kind of reeling right now. We don't really know what Derek Carr got in store. Uh, Jared Goff and everything, he's on and he's off. Okay, but you know you got some. You got you do have uh, what's what's my man over there, Gibbs and uh, David Montgomery for the Lions. I don't. They say that the Lions may or may not be playing Lions football, 
uh, you know, is taking uh, the strength of schedule, the gift of schedule. <laughs> what do you got, man, on this one? Lions at the Saints, baby. Um, I'll give this one to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, how I feel about them. But I think they, they look for a bounce back win, and I think Campbell will have them ready to go. Uh, I think it'll be... I think they'll be ready to go on all in all facets of the game. So I'm going to give them a 24-10 victory over the Saints. Okay. All right. Okay. That that, that works. 24-10 victory over the Saints. Uh, when I look at this game and everything, now you do know, you do know, uh, this is in the NFC North, and my team plays in the NFC North. Okay. Green and yellow. Green and yellow. Uh, like the hat I got on right now. Uh, but uh, – I think that the, the Lions probably will win this game as long as Derek Carr uh, can take in, you know, as long as – I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, Jameis can't come in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. But <clears throat> it seemed to me like the Lions is not winning the games as they're supposed to win. And we done already talked in the podcast about being pretenders. But, uh, listen, this time Jared Goff, I think, I think it's going to be 28 – Lions, 17 Saints. Okay? You feel me? <laughs> Next. Now, you got the Broncos, and I thought that I would never say it. Smoking hot. What, what, what are we talking about? Five wins in a row, bro? Yeah. Okay. Against them, C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans. Okay? That's what we got. Now, when you look at this, the Broncos is playing at the Texans. The six and five against six and five. That's their records. Who you got? Um, I think the Texans slow down the Broncos this week. Um, I think just C.J. Stroud and that offense would be too much for them to keep up with. Tank, Tank Dale is playing. I know he had a calf injury yeah. and everything, but he's a limited practice. But he should be a full go. Yeah, he should be out there. Um, I think they pull it out. Uh, I think it'll be a good one though. Um, Twenty-one seventeen going to the Texans. Okay, and that's cool. So when I look at this game and everything, right, uh, one thing to kind of think about is the near miss on the game last week. Uh, there was a field goal kick from going into overtime. And first of all, D'Amico Ryans, he's a winner. CJ Stroud, he's a winner. And then Russell Wilson, he has something to prove. Uh, so with, with, with that being said, I'm kind of thinking about it. Okay, is Jerry Judy going to do his thing? Is Russell Wilson, is he going to be able to – um, you got Will Anderson on the other side as far as the Texans is concerned. Okay, this is what I got. I do got the Texans winning this game. Uh, I do think that uh, it's going to be Texans going to put up 30 points, and then I think that the Broncos is going to put up 21. Love it. Man, this is going quite well. The next one is, now, and, and I just, I, I don't know. You got the Chargers. You got the Patriots. You know, the Patriots are in the middle of Tank Town. Justin Herbert don't have nobody. That, no, he, he's just he's just a great player with nine fingers, okay? But his team can't hold up. You got the head coach calling the defense. You got Bill Check on the other side. Is You know, you might as well have Bill, Bill Belichick out there. Uh, Mac Jones, we don't know what he's going to do from day to day. And so how you feel about the Chargers and against them, their Patriots, baby? Uh, I mean, he just pretty much laid it out there. The Patriots is just not a good football team right now. And the Chargers are one of those teams that they have the talent there. It just hasn't came together. But this is one of those games where I think they win. (laughs) They have to put it together for this game. Uh Um, 
I'm gonna give it to him in a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty-eight to six. Twenty-eight to six. All right. So listen, depending on who's back there at quarterback, because uh, listen, Bill Belichick has already sit down Mac Jones, and who came in in this place? Zappy. Who is that? Okay. Uh, so I do feel like it's going to be a one-sided game as well. Um, I but <clears throat> I don't know. I think when I look at this game. It's probably going to be a situation where the Chargers and Justin Her- Herbert, like you say, he's a great quarterback. He's going to sling it. That's what he do. And I got the Chargers winning. Uh, let's look at this. 23 to 14. I do see the pa- the Patriots getting two touchdowns. I've seen them getting two field goals. <laughs> I love it. Hey, how about this game right here? You take, you got the Cardinals and you got the Steelers. You kick this down for us. Uh, this Steelers defense is just top notch, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's hard for me to take anybody versus this this defense. It, it, it really is. Uh, and with the struggles of the Arizona Cardinals team that they have, um, I think it'll be close, and that's not a game that favors the Cardinals because we know about fourth quarter Kenny. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be a close one. Um, I'm going to go 17-14 Steelers, and I'm, Kenny's going to make – a last, a play in that last fourth quarter that's going to just put them over the edge. Okay, cool. Listen, so check this out. I'm taking just the inconsistent play of Kenny Pickett. It's, it's, making, it's making Mike Tomlin break out in hives. Okay, he putting ointment on after every game. Okay, he's taking cold water baths and everything before the game even starts to keep down the swelling. Listen, Kyler Murray is going to run all over these st- the Steelers defense. You hear what I mean? Kyler Murray is going to put up three touchdowns, okay? And he may w- run one in himself. And Kenny Pickett is going to have a Kenny Pickett game, and he's only going to score 10. And that's one touchdown and a field goal. <laughs> yes. Love it. Next. You got them Miami Dolphins, baby, against Eric B. And that offense of the Washington Commanders. The Dolphins are at eight and three. The Commanders are at four and eight. We understand that. If anything else, it's gonna be just a spoiler type situation. Sam Howell is playing very great. What you think about two of them Dolphins, Tyreek Hill against the Washington Commanders, baby? Talk to me. Uh, they one of those teams who don't. They they take advantage of the lesser teams. They take advantage of those matchups where you're supposed to win. So I expect this offense to be rolling again as usual. Um, and that's where the commanders struggle anyway. Uh, I think this one's going to – I won't get it a blowout. I'll give this one 24 to 20. The Dolphins edging it out. Okay, absolutely. When I look at this game and everything, Sam Howe just can't stay upright. And I just hope I – think, I think they're still leading in the most sacks in the league right now. They just tattooing them, baby. You know what I mean? I'm surprised he keep getting up as much as he do. But if if Tua forced this ball to Tyreek, uh, I do feel like it could be a game where it's going to probably be closer than it needs to be. But I as well see the Dolphins winning this game, and I'm going to match the score 24-20. to 20. Hey, hey, you know I got to hand this one off to you. You got who? You got them Carolina Panthers against them Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. You know this is a divisional game, okay? This is a divisional game, and I don't care what the record shows. When you play a division game, everybody wants to play. Now, you got Carolina Panthers at the Bucks. Take it away. You just tell me. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> 
Um, I think we match up pretty well against this team, honestly. Uh, and with some players practicing and looking to come back, especially in that secondary for us, I think we're set up even more to win this game. And that's my prediction, that the Carolina Panthers go out and find a way to win this game. Um, I'm hoping to see a rejuvenated offense, um, something different, something new, uh, having guys playing energized football. Um, and I'm just, from what I'm hearing, it's just, it's going to look completely different from what we've seen early on. I, that's just what I'm hoping. Maybe I'm too hopeful and buying too much into what they're saying. But I, that's all I can do right now. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give the Panthers pulling this one out. Uh, 16 to 10. Okay. So uh, I, I want to ask you a couple questions before I tell you what, what, what my score is, okay? The first thing that I want to ask you is, did, what's the most points did the Panthers have scored all season? Uh, 21. Okay. All right. So when you look at that, I think that it's going to be a situation with uh, Thomas Brown calling the plays again. He's going to come out rejuvenated. Uh, you're going to have Bryce Young. He's going to want to play for his offensive coordinator and, of course, the team. He's a team guy. The Bucks and you got Baker Mayfield and what he's doing. Uh, but he's a little inconsistent as well because if he can't get it done with Mike Evans, I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I just feel that the Carolina Panthers will will themselves to this game. I just I just do. I, and, and I think that it's going to be the Carolina Panthers, I think they're going to put up 21 points, and the Bucks is going to put up 17. All right. This next game right here that I need to talk to you about, man, can't nobody figure it out. Can't nobody figure this game out, man. You got the odds and the favorites and everything totally reversed. Everybody is confused. Uh, Vegas is confused. But I think the only people that's not confused is the people that's going to play the game. And the reason they're not confused is because they're going to be playing the game, so they don't have nothing to be confused about. You know I'm talking about them 49ers, man, and them Eagles, okay? This game right here, this is an NFC conference final. This is the game before the Super Bowl, <laughs> from what everybody else is saying. Okay, now, I want you to go ahead and give your spiel on it, and then I'm going to give my spiel on it, and then give me, a, give me a number. 49ers against the Eagles. Game of the week. Uh, I think the 49ers come out with that chip on the shoulder. I think they come out with the, we should have been in the Super Bowl last year if we had our quarterback. Um they they still I think they feel a little disrespected. I would if I was them. Uh, they're not. Um, really, all you hear about is Eagles, Chiefs. Really, when it comes to Super Bowl, they're not talking Forty ers as if they're not there. Um, and I think they hear. It. I think they're they're just as hungry because they see like they're just as good as that Eagles team, and they should be in that conversation. Um, it's, I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I think it's gonna be another one of those. Eagles Chiefs type of games where do you get everything out of these two? Uh, I'm gonna say 38-31-49 is pulling this one out. Okay. So listen, now I just I just cause I, I'm not the type of person. I'm not just like uh, just spitting out numbers, man. Because I know you don't just spit out numbers. You really think this thing through, and I'm thinking this thing through too. So can, can we chop it up for a minute? Uh-huh. First of all, how you feel about this three game skid that the Forty ers went through? They lost three games in a row. And Mr. Irrelevant was Mr. Relevant at that time. First, start with that. How you feel about that? Well, let's do this one at a time. How you feel about the three game skid? Uh, we've talked about it before. I really wasn't worried about it. Mm. Um, a lot of those games were 
at the time against teams who were rolling. Uh, that was at a time where the Browns were playing number one type of defense. Um, the Bengals had just got back uh, Joe Burrow, who was back healthy at the time, had that offense looking like how it was. And then I think the other loss was to that Vikings team in the midst of a five-game win streak. So it was just a, a mix of catching teams while they hot and stumbling a little bit out of the gates. Okay, cool. How you feel about the situation of – the 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 the, the storyline of Brock Purdy cannot play or win from behind. He's a front runner, and that's the only thing he got in his bag. One trick pony. Um, I don't I don't I don't believe that. But also, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who can win from behind. So I don't think that's a detriment to him as a quarterback. Okay, that's just how the game works. Okay, and, and that's great. And, and I like to chop it up real fine with you. Uh, when I take it, um, I think about this game and everything. Uh, as, as you do realize, I had one against um, Jalen Hurts uh, just this one time. And I thought that uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to figure it out. I did. And I'm going to say it. I did. And he didn't. And Jalen Hurts ran the rock, willed his team to win, and that's what it was. Uh, we had had a discussion about are the Eagles peaking too soon? Okay. Didn't really feel that way. In fact, they might be hitting a stride exactly when they need to hit it. 49ers, I love their defense. Uh, I think most of their parts are healthy. And with that being said, I think this, this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a must-watch, can't turn away, just sit down in your seat the whole entire time. You may get up on a commercial, but that is just if you ain't already got what you need right in front of you. But I ain't going to go against Jalen Hurts again. You know, fool me once, we good. But twice, the Eagles will win this game, okay? Jalen Hurts will show you who he is because he hungry and he has one thing in his – I don't know if anybody looked in his eyes, but the only thing I see is a Super Bowl and a ring right behind it. The Eagles will win this game 35-28. to 28. Boy, I can't wait for us to hear the podcast after this game being played. Next, Browns and the Rams. Now, when you think about this game, <laughs> the Browns are 7-4. and four. They have a winning record, so don't sleep on them. The Rams, we know they're reeling a little bit, but I think Miles Garrett, he I don't know if he's 100% or not. I think DTR, he's in concussion protocol, and I think they're going to play their fourth quarterback of the season in a Joe Flacco. Now, don't, I ain't sleeping on Joe Flacco because he won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens some odd years ago. When the last time Joe Flacco even put on some pads? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, with that being said, uh, you tell me how you feel about this Browns-Rams matchup. Uh, it's just hard for me to, to think the Browns will be able to muster enough offense. And we've seen last week this Rams team can still spark it up on you. When they put up 37 against the Cardinals. So, um, and Matthew Stafford is still an elite gunslinger. I won't say an elite quarterback in this, but he has one of those wild, Brett Favre type arms where he's going let to it, let it go. He's going to sling it around the field. Um, I do like Cooper Cup still out there. Karrion Williams has just came back. Um, Puka Nakua started off hot and has kind of leveled out, but. I think that they'll be able to put up enough points to outlast the Browns. Um, I'll give it to them 24 to 13. 
Okay. 24 to 13. Cool. Now, when I look at this game, I say, okay, I think you did. You might be right. Uh, it's just, it, listen, the bottom line about this it is just not enough um, continuity on the brown side of the ball, okay, because you, you went with Deshaun Watson, he went down. Then you went to P.J. Uh, uh, PJ Walker, he went down. Uh, then you take and then you went to DTR, he in concussion protocol. Uh, now you're going with uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I, do, I just don't know if uh, it's going. It might be a, a too little, too late. Uh, they still going to end this game with a winning record, even if they do uh, lose it. But I see the Rams coming out and making it do what it do, and I see the Rams uh, scoring thirty, and I see the Browns scoring twenty three. All right. Now, you know this is close and near and dear to my heart because uh, once everything is said, everybody be waiting for what. Sunday night. <laughs> you got my Packers and these Chiefs. The Chiefs is coming in uh, to Lambeau Field. Uh, the Chiefs want to solidify a first-round bye. The Packers want to come up and gain the last wild-card playoff spot. Jordan Love is smoking red hot. Patrick Mahomes is trying to figure it out with his receivers. I still love our defense, even though they traded away Rasul Douglas. But we do have a little bit of injuries that we contend with. When I look at this game, I'm going to be just, just blatantly honest with myself. I think the Packers can win this game. If Jordan Love have any type of game close to what he had the last two games, and he can take care of the ball, Christian Washington shows up, and we get like a, a, a Bo Milton sighting or somebody else that reaches into his bag of tricks and it's not to the number one and the number two or somebody decide to catch the ball, like maybe Romeo Dobbs, and they just took this uh, sign back who was it, Patrick Taylor. They just signed him back as, as the running back. So that's going to take a little bit of stress off of A.J. Dillon. I got the Packers winning this game, man, 24 to 20. What you got? Chiefs Packers. 24 is a lot to ask, man. <laughs> hey, I got confidence in my boys. Uh, I'm just saying, um, as a standpoint of your offense from game to game is inconsistent, mm-hmm. even with the performance of Jordan Love these past two games. Right. And the Chiefs defense is the best we've seen coming out of Kansas City in the past couple of years, and they haven't allowed 24 points all season. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's a, it, and that's the thing. You're going to have to to win this game. You're going to have to score 24 plus. So, with that being said, <laughs> um, I do see y'all just falling a little bit short. Uh, I do have y'all scoring 24 of them. Okay, hey, all right. I do have y'all scoring 24. But so I'm my not, head ain't too high in the clouds. I just have, I just have them scoring a little bit more. Uh, 24, 28 Chiefs. Uh huh. Just. They're they're and we know they are. Um I think they're finding out some of the pieces that they have, like Rossi Rice out there, our receiver, um, and then that defense. Now, the game breaker could be Rashawn Gary. Okay. If he has a game like he had against the Lions, that can flip this game on his head for y'all. Mm-hmm. Now I think that's the thing that's going if you can pressure Patrick Mahomes into making a couple of mistakes, that's going to open the door for you guys to win this. He will he will throw a, 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 a interception or two. Patrick Mahomes has been known to do that. <laughs> so I think that's the 
as while you're saying Jordan Love, I think Rashawn Gary will be the deciding factor of this game. Or just y'all's pressure on Patrick Mahomes in general. Right. Okay, cool. So you got them winning. You still got the Packers scoring 24 points, but the Chiefs pulling ahead at, at, at 28. Yep. Cool. How about this Monday night football game, man, against the Bengals and the Jaguars? Go ahead with your Clemson connection, baby. Um, uh, Yeah. I just – it's a bad situation for the Bengals without having their quarterback. Uh, I just Like we said about the Browns, I just don't know how much of their offense that they can muster up in this game. Um, like I said, I love the Jaguars, what they're doing. Uh, I think they pulled out this game 24-13. to 24-13? Okay, absolutely. So when I look at this game and everything, I kind of hate it for the Bengals, man, because like you said, they, they was doing things that they really needed to do when Joe Burrow was there. Uh, you taking you, you got uh, Trevor Lawrence with, with the, uh, the play-action pass. Uh, Trevor Etienne and everything back there, is, he's really looking real good. Uh, Ridley, if you forget about him, he'll burn you every single time. And also, getting back to Trevor Lawrence, he's been able to do it with his feet. Uh, so, I do see the Jaguars winning this game, man. And I see a situation where the Jaguars will uh, put up 35 points and the Bengals will put up 20. All right. So, we can't wait to see how all that works out. <laughs> Some interesting takes in there. Ain't it, though? <laughs> all right. Listen, we would like to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. We thoroughly enjoyed it, and we hope that you enjoyed it, too. Please, please join us again on our next podcast episode of Donald. And Donald Podcast. Absolutely. Listen, people, if it ain't broke, what are we trying to fix? <laughs> what you say, D? Hey, don't worry about the wind. Just know that the wind is coming. Yeah, and you thought I forgot about it? Did you think? No. Drink your water. And don't forget the stretch. When we come back, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. We're going to keep it rolling. And we can't wait to catch y'all on the next podcast. Hey. Yo, man. Double D. Double D. off script.